Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Top Red Podcast, or episode th- 3, series 2, wherever you want to um, say it. Yep, slightly different voice that you'd normally hear. You didn't get me going, hello, <laughs> and like Dave does. Um, <laughs> but we have we have substitu- made a substitution today. Dave's, Dave's out. And um, we have our own Darwin Nunez in Shane. He's back this week. Uh, also joining us is Blaine. How are you doing, gents? Jeez, I'll, I'll take the Darwin shout impact. Yeah. On. A bit erratic. A bit erratic yeah. now, but yeah. yeah. Well, does that make me like massive for someone like that? Uh, yes. You're Quanta. Yeah, you're Quanta. You're Quanta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the big protein diet. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I shouldn't have tweeted that, should I? My God, <laughs> yeah, not seen somebody try and uh, have two hundred and fifty grams of protein very often in my life. Um, I was I was shocked. And I'm I'm somebody who doesn't do anything um, like go to the gym and things like that. It's not my scene. Um, oh, twig arms. Yeah, we, we we should we should give people the context that Blaine tweeted out asking is two hundred and fifty grams of protein a day. Okay, <laughs> and to which I pointed out, like, yeah, maybe if you're Fernando Torres in yeah. environment, and you're you're going for Mister Olympia, but otherwise, I think your kidneys. Fernan- uh, Fernando, Fernando Torres preparing for a game against you know Real Madrid's under 19s. Uh, yeah, that's his that's his diet. Um, so obviously, uh, it's Monday. It's Bank Holiday Monday. Um, Liverpool travelled to St James's Park yesterday, as we record, and. Um, I'm not going to call it smash and grab because I thought we were pretty good with 10 men. Um, left Newcastle with all three points thanks to Darwizzi himself. Two goals in the last 15 minutes or so coming off the bench. Um, lads, general thoughts? I mean, we'll get to specific uh, incidents throughout the game obviously later, but what was the general uh, blame? What was the general feeling for you? Um, well, in terms of at the end of the game, yeah, just a whole, you know, we've won the game. I mean, it's, it's hard to put considering, <laughs> considering the state I was in at the end of the game, it's hard to really point to, to, to words. Um, but I think, to be honest, you couldn't have won it in any better way, could you really? No. And there was just a general feeling. I, I kept saying to my mate during the second half, I just felt we'd nick a draw some, from somewhere. Mm. And I feel like we got the feeling of the game just spot on in terms of when he made his subs the fact that we kept compact we kept you know kept some kind of arm's length they didn't really they weren't peppering us at any point when it was 11 v 10 yeah obviously the almiron shots that you know hits the post and then Alison makes a wonder save but you never felt like this is going to get two three four at any point and you just felt the second half no not in the second half first half you were fearing the worst but uh and i think if anything i think it calmed us down a bit to kind of know what the game plan was, sit in and then get to a certain point in the game where we're going to go for it. And I think really with his subs, especially Jota, Nunes and Elliot all coming on and all pretty much doing as good as they could have done off the bench. I mean, it was, it couldn't have gone any better really for the manager or for for any of it really. um, Harvey Elliot, um, I personally think he changed it when he came on. How do you think he in particular um helped liverpool and you know ultimately get that uh, result from from you know where we were when he came on um 
Yeah, he was he was a massive part of it. I think he actually had come in. He came on with Jota, right? They were they came on as a duo. If I'm not wrong, I should probably yeah. know this off the top of my head. But I think when he comes on, I think we had already calmed down and settled in a bit. You know, we after you know when when Van Dijk gets sent off, Rory a goal down, and Trent probably could have got sent off. And you're actually thinking damage limitation. You're like, oh my god, like is this going to be like? Spurred the Lovren game away at Spurs, like just gonna be like a humiliation and that a, a torch passing all in one. And we we got to half time, and then I think we were kind of settled in. As Blaine said, they weren't peppering us, they were obviously still in control, they had 80% possession in like the start of the second half. But uh, I think we kind of settled in, and then when he brings on Elliot, uh, and it was basic times, it was like an Elliot Smosley double pivot, like yeah. a 4 4 1, which was just mental. But it was it was working. His energy and his pressing and his passing from deep as well. When they they had us kind of boxed in, so, but there was space behind him. Like the, the the passes he was able to play. The the big one was the 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 Darwin chance before he gets his goals and he miscontrols it and Neville's fucking won't shut up about his touch. I thought, a bit justified because Neville, you know, you know he's loving. Yeah, it. I thought his touch was actually too good. <laughs> you know, you actually wanted yeah, it to be a bit like, heavy. <laughs> Yeah, he needed it to just go ahead of him, didn't he? We, but, we needed, um, we needed yeah, his Timberland boots on for that one. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Uh, he needed fucking Sven Butman to, to knock it in front of him. Um, but, yeah, Elliot was... Yeah, he was yeah he was integral. And, like, he literally intercepts the ball for the winning goal as well, which kind of put the exclamation point on it. And he's had this funny, funny start to the season where he's had three cameos. And he's come on away against... Uh, Chelsea and Newcastle when I necessarily wouldn't have thought to bring him on or even play him in those kind of games just like if we have luxury of, of choices and he's he's been absolutely brilliant and then the game where he has come on at home against Bournemouth I didn't think he was any good at all that was also with 10 men to be fair but um, yeah he was integral as was Jota said it was about as good as you could expect without actually scoring he was he was brilliant he led the line so well and uh, of course the main man the Dar Whistler, um, yeah just there's some other sub as well, wasn't there? Yeah, Kwanzaa. We mentioned him, didn't we? That was that was so random. I will. That's a whole section. I think we'll get to later on, and I forget if there was a fifth sub or not. But yeah, Klopp nailed every single one of them for the most part, and Elliot was was at the core of it. And yeah, another great show from him. Yeah, I mean, um, long-time listeners will know that Blaine's favorite player is Diego Jota, and um, he's not he's not my favorite player, but um, did think he was was brilliant, but. It has obviously, I think, for me, uh, and I kind of spoke to this with my friends watching the game, one of which was a Newcastle fan, who actually ruined um, the, the moment for me because we were watching it on Now TV because my friends no. didn't have Sky. <laughs> Two minute delay, like um, me. So. It was about 30 <laughs> seconds, but he, the, the, my Newcastle friend just went, oh, Fuck, it. you're going to score <laughs> like that. And I was like, Oh, great. Well, don't ruin it because currently you've got the ball. And, but what it did mean, he told me it was Nunes. So all I was doing was watching Nunes and going, is, is, is he offside? Is he offside? Is he offside? Is he offside? And then you see the goal itself. And you go, shit, he could be offside here. <laughs> um, but yeah, my point with Jota is um, left wing or striker. I think like left, well, it's more of a, it's like a left mid, left wing sort of role that he just said. He kind of did it a bit at Bournemouth as well when we're down to 10. And I do think that suits him a lot, a lot more. 
then it suits our whole team apparently being yeah. down 10 well just, yeah it's like we, we just sit up you know it's the guy with the controller he sits up as soon as we have 10 men and we actually like we, we, we how is it the team stop running through us when we go down to 10 men when we have 11 it's, it's like we have it's like, like John Pike man <laughs> I quite like the little setup though. Four, two it bites of four, yeah. Kind of on in possession, it became a four-two-three, um, without the one. Um, Nunes, I yeah. thought, dropped quite deep at times. Um, kind of played as a ten or false nine, but then out of possession, Salah would go up with him, and Jota would kind of slot in next to um, Elliot and Sobers line. I thought, I thought it worked really well. It really negated Newcastle. I yeah. thought Jotter and Nunes had a really good um were really good at linking up together. I don't know how many times they actually played together last season with obviously well, I think, the injuries I, and I, stuff like that. I'm gonna be a little harsh on Jotter. I think when they play that one two and Jotter get gets on it. it on the six yard box, I think he could do better. I'm not saying he should have scored. I think, yeah, I think it was a it was a chance though, a wasn't chance, it? Yeah, it was brilliant where it worked. Yeah. And that was at what, one one? Um the bit I found funny, and I think you might have referenced this, I think Shane might have referenced it, Trent obviously does that huge effort to win the throw-in in the corner. A Jota just <laughs> boots it into the box with all the Newcastle players. Like, oh, geez, and we four four men ahead of the ball. Like, oh, after, like, after, after that huge moment. If ever yeah. there was a me-like footy moment, that was it. <laughs> he, he was trying to win a corner. He wasn't just crossing it, but could have, could you really me. have to win a corner. Could have fooled you me. You can't... You, no, I, I think because the way he, I think he was trying to kick it off them to win a corner and then run it down. I think he at least had the sense to do that. To fair, if you're going to do that, you have to do it right. You can't fuck it up. I think on the break of the Nunes pass, he's just slightly more in front of him. It's, it sends Jotter a bit wide, but we were like three on one, weren't we, really? Mm. Oh, I was yeah, just thinking we're going to make it 3 1, here. Yeah, I think we probably could have made it 3 1 there. Um, and really, you know, turn the screw. And that would have been a real statement win. I mean, yeah. I think the big if you go there and win 3 1, you kind of go. You start to look at Newcastle. Oh, will you stop, Josh? Will you? We won two. Oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 I'm statement. Talk... Oh, the statement would have been great, wouldn't it? No, I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking about the narrative of it because it does look. It's come across as Liverpool, you know, smash and grab, ten men, plucky. That last... that's better. I almost think that's better. I do think that's better as well. If, if it was three-one, never mind the statement. Newcastle would have to fold the club if they yeah, if they yeah. lost that three-one. Two-one, it just it's only their biggest humiliation ever, but. 3-1, they'd have to have shipped off to Saudi Arabia for good. Talking about Saudi Arabia and, you know, shipping off, Eddie Howe. Oh, he's not yeah, a great absolute stinker, isn't He's it? not a great manager, is he? Yeah, an absolute stinker. I, I couldn't understand the sort, obviously, so he took um, Sonali, Isaac, and was it Gordon off? Gordon, yeah. The three, yeah. And I just come, for me, I was just thinking, why not just bring Wilson on and have Wilson and Isaac up top? Just killing us. And that is just going to, that's what happens. Yeah, it would have absolutely killed us. Um, I couldn't understand Harry Barnes, their. Um... Harry Barnes spared us, didn't he? Yeah, I've seen, yeah. I've seen a few um, Newcastle fans on Twitter basically saying that Anthony Gordon can't really play more than an hour um, in terms of his engine. He just, he just loses it completely. So I kind of wasn't surprised well, by that one. It was the Tenali yeah. one. Was it for Longstaff? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And you just think that is one of the world's biggest downgrades in a game where the opposition have actually sent on players who can who can rip you apart. You know, they they were ball carriers and line stretchers rather than yeah. hold up. You know, intricate play. The Jota and Nunez were the two. Plus, you got Salah obviously there as well. That if you overcommit, they could punish you here. 
and lo and behold, that Liverpool did. I mean, Sven Botman's defending for the first one is oh, it's bad, terrible. Isn't it? um, any decent defender just deals with it, I think. Um, but we have our own terrible defender to talk about. Uh, Virgil van Dijk. Red? No, no red? I'm leaning more towards red, if I'm honest. Um, don't know what you now think. Uh, at the time, I thought it was really harsh, especially seeing it on the replay. You see of him obviously clearing the ball, but re- realistically, it is a it is a red card, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think he is thrown goal. It's a harsh one, but it is a it's a red card for me. Yeah, you you can reason it on like the like the like yeah, the McAllister one is just like you can reason it, but you're wrong. You can have like enough firm ground with the. And Dyke one that it, that it wasn't getting overturned. Um, I, I don't know the fact that he's genuinely going for the ball if that makes any difference. Um, but it's yeah. one of them where I think the Trent. Either way, I think the Trent kind of situation plays into why he's sent off as well. The, the, the build-up to it is worse. The build-up to it, like like Van Dyke, you know, shouldn't shouldn't get caught like that, and he wouldn't have no. in his prime. He would have just covered in that, but. Like Gordon just walks past Trent, which fair enough, he feels like he can't touch him at that point. But like, and and Endo kind of as well gets a bit, he's a bit porous for it. Like they just they're just running through us at that point. And this is why we still have like eleven men, you know. And like they are just like tearing through. It's fair enough, kind of in that stadium with that atmosphere. Now that they're kind of a bigger team, they get up for it. But like, yeah, I'd be I'd be as worried about what happened in the lead up to that. And then yeah, it's just it's kind of a brain fart from. Virgil and he'll miss next week and he might miss more for the way he was abusing the ref after so uh, but we've got Quantas so it's, it's fine Yeah, Jarrell Quantas, what do you make of his of his performance? Obviously I think the big thing for me was that he had to do it next to Joe Gomez rather than Joel Batip um, I think Joe, in my opinion, Joe Gomez deserves just as much credit as Quantas for his performance, yeah. I thought Gomez oh, yeah. talked him through it really well, they were settled as a, as a pair um, what did you your, you guys make of, of Kwanzaa? Couldn't be a more difficult debut, I don't think. Do we know why he came on? Like, Has there anyone said that Matt up was... He, he said Matt was tired, didn't he? He said Matt was tired, essentially. And to be fair... We're gonna, that's, we're that's, gonna, that's a mad thing for a centre-half, isn't it? We're gonna, it's going to be Matt and Gomez on, on Sunday, isn't it? So um, reducing the amount of minutes they had to play, I think, was obviously yeah. helpful as well. Yeah, I guess with their history, yeah. But still, like... Well, Unless you're David Lynch, have... unless you're David Lynch, who thinks he did it because he's trying to tell FSG I need a centre back by chucking him on for the last fifteen minutes. Maybe, yeah, or maybe he did that. Yeah, more maybe. galaxy brain. Bit of a, bit of a Brad Smith <laughs> at Stamford Bridge. I was going to say Brad Smith at Stamford Bridge. We Ben Doak at Stamford Bridge this season. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I literally never heard of Kwanzaa. Um, I think until Trent, until Klopp said his name the other day to say, "Oh, he's amazing," you know, like. Twitter was like going, oh, look, he's making these. It's like typical Klopp Ryder saying, I want a new center athlete. It's like, oh, this kid in the team, in the U team is amazing. And then he comes on. I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, he's, England, but, he's England under 20 captain. So he's quite highly regarded. Uh, I thought he had he quite looked, a decent um, preseason as well. Yeah. Um, he looks massive. He's uh, yeah. I, I, I get Because we've had so many massive fucking adult children come out of that team between like Nat Phillips and Reese Williams and. Cometio and, and this guy's kind of the latest one, but yeah, he, he looks fine. Yeah, he um he was on loan up Bristol Rovers last year under uh, Joey Barton, the 
the, the infamous Joey Barton, who actually plays quite an aggressive, pressing mm. possession game by all accounts, which is why we sent him there. Uh, he had a bit of a dodgy season. I think he had two red cards, straight reds, for rash, brainless challenges, but he spoke quite highly of the experience he gained uh, last season. I think in an ideal world, he'd be going to the Championship this season, um, although it does very much look like he's fifth choice, um, which automatically makes you third choice at Liverpool, I think, yeah. um, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> You're a centre-back. Fingers crossed about these injuries, eh, Jürgen? Um <laughs> You know, you've got all the control now, so I don't know what you're moaning about. Um, well, it's Gomez's best game in forever. Yeah. So, like, Gomez needed if, he, if he, if he, if he, yeah, honestly, it's massive from him. But if he can use that as kind of a, nothing needs to relaunch his career or anything. But uh, even I kind of soured on him a bit, and that was he, he actually got outpaced by Tonali on on the right wing, and I was like, fucking hell, he's he's not the same player. You know, he's not. The old Joe Gomez, where he he'd catch anyone, but the the leadership and there was a compilation of him as well. He won a load of headers, which has never been his strong suit. So yeah, yeah, you know the season when obviously Van Dijk got injured and we had a bit where Gomez was actually like the leading centre back. I always thought he played yeah. quite well when he was more like the more senior one and he had to take control of it. I always felt. Since obviously he's had all these issues, it's been a more of a consistency issue. When you can tell when he's having a bad game, he just he just doesn't seem to be able to recover it. But he has had like mm. City at home last season was a good game he had. It's just if you can get it from him on a consistent basis rather than just these one-offs is the is the thing with him. But he was really and that's thing, he's never been. He's never had a. He's always had like injuries, whether it's been like yeah, yeah. bad luck with an ACL and then me falling on breaking his leg or just. Other issues. I forget what I forget what issue even you, you mentioned him in the COVID season. It was uh, he got that. injured. He got injured with England, didn't he? I think it was a knee. His knee, his knee. I think his knee blew up basically. Apparently, oh, it was, it was a terrible, terrible injury. I think Matt, Matt was last man standing, wasn't he? And then he went down yeah. to Spurs or something, and that was like, yeah, fucking hell, Henderson, Fabinho, <laughs> centre backs after that, like, <laughs> the Reese Williams and that Phillips era. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And then the really remarkable thing is that team finished third. <laughs> I think we finished with like similar points that we finished fifth with last season, which meant there was actually some. Yeah. There's a better standard of top four last season. We was up against Brendan Rodgers um, last year, weren't we, for top four? So I always had a, I was always a bit more confident we get it. Yeah. But um, yeah, well, in fucking Gomez, uh, we haven't even mentioned who was probably the actual man of the match, emphasis on match. Uh, Allison, who broke his yeah. saves record, uh, I think he'd only like really one outstanding save, which is like yeah. Well, they kept shooting Almiron straight. One, which they, kept, Adam, but he, they kept shooting straight. Shooting straight. <laughs> I don't but that's but that's the thing with Allison though, like because he, he it never looks spectacular with him the way it does with De Gea's and all blacks who kind of shag their goal line and use reaction saves because he they shoot straight at him a lot of time because he closes the angle mm. and, and even the Almiron yeah. Adam is, is kind of Adam, but it's just like. The bar makes it look like even, and the tip wide makes it look even better. But like it's still like really strong hands where one, a lot of keepers might let that beat them. The one that worried me was uh, Longstaff's. Um, yeah, and he just smuggles it, doesn't he? Because that's one he, he sticks that in the corner, which he probably should have done because he was under no pressure whatsoever. No one closed him down. I think it was the one time, edge of the box, is it? Yeah, the one time he really switched off. And didn't, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and he just gobbles it up. He, he doesn't even his, spill yeah, it, and then hits, he, hits he smothers straight, the other one. Hits it hard. To be fair, you know, Mignolet parries it. Bogdan lets it through his legs. 
you know, so other goalkeepers we've had in the past, Carrius, I don't know, well, less, less said about in the better, but um, it would have been quite easy to, to have spilt it or to parry it into oh, yeah. someone's path. But yeah, he made took the sting out of the game well as well, I thought, Alisson. He, he, yeah, he was he brilliant on goal kicks, wasn't pushed, he? Pushed he, the, he, like, he, pushed he never the even got booked or anything. Yeah, he was uh, brilliant. I was actually he, surprised he was and he said it's the most saves he's made. I was quite surprised because I don't remember him. Obviously, a lot of them were just that routine. I didn't actually remember that many. You know, off the top of my head, I can't remember that many now. Well, it was made, the but... Premier League, wasn't it? Like he made seven. That's what I think. That's what I, I think that was it. Anyways, like or they were showing a list of games where he made like five and six saves, and he made seven yesterday. But I think against Spurs in the Champions League final, he made like eleven or something, lot, which yeah. was a rec- which was a record until some Real Madrid goalkeeper a yeah. couple of seasons later. But, that, was a, um, that was another game though where it just looked like everything was straight at him. That Champions League final. Yeah, yeah, it, it never looked spectacular, and it never has with him because he's just his positioning and his timing. He just makes everything look easy. It's just like quiet, understated brilliance, you know, as as usual from him. If, we, if we're being hypercritical, I think he probably could have done a bit better for Gordon's goal because it was straight at him, but. He's what is the game? That's true. Legs, isn't it's true. Under his legs, yeah, it's under yeah. his legs. Like, like, and, and like, he, by his standards, because he's so insane at one v ones. Like, he has the, you know, John Harrison does the advanced goalkeeping stats, and he like he has the record for most like xG save from one v ones in the season. By his standards, you're almost disappointed when he concedes a one v one. But um, yeah, look, Gordon, Gordon actually used it against him because he comes out and makes that big. And the only place to go is actually around him. And he's too fast, he'll catch it. Go through his legs is actually one of the best options. So I give Gordon a bit of credit for the finish. Yeah, and you know, there's no blame attached to Allison. That ball should not be getting through to Gordon in the first place. It was, you know, pretty comical oh, stuff. It's the exact same thing he did against Bournemouth. It was insane. It's so bad. Do you think he's been given the vice captaincy a little bit early? I did uh, so at the time. I, I like I was kinda of happy for him local lad, but I was like there's other lads who I would consider nothing. I mean, the captaincy, like it matters fuck all in football, really. Yeah, I don't think it. Him, I don't really think it matters. I think you could have seen that ten performance either way. Lad, yeah, I, th- I think he did. He did really well to kind of calm himself down. I think when he got the armband, actually, was the to say I was on a yellow card and we had ten men. The last seventy minutes, I thought he played really well. I was also. I was yeah, quite, you didn't I, notice him anymore, did you? I was quite shocked at how little they went down the left, though, like pinging balls over yeah. the top. To Barnes and and to I, Gordon, I thought. I don't think they had a clue how what to how to approach it at one 0 Well, Eddie Howe, no. with the old "woe is me" that the red card actually benefited Liverpool rather than um, made it harder. You know, some proper mental gymnastics going on there um, from him. But that is uh, eleven wins in a row now, I think, for Jurgen Klopp against Eddie Howe, which is really quite remarkable. Obviously, covering uh, spanning Bournemouth and. Uh, and Newcastle, um, crazy start. Thirteen unbeaten. Um, to how I think the only time he's lost to him was the four-three Bournemouth game potentially. Yeah, yeah, like a, la- a last-minute winner. Really. Um, that was vile that game, wasn't it? So we got him back. We got him back yesterday. So I'm I'm perfectly happy Eddie Howe uh, being Newcastle manager. Um, so yeah, Darwin. That, that's Nunes... a test for him now, Howe, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, just cause on on Eddie Howe, like that's kind of the he like. I hate giving him or that club credit at all, but like, just with what he was working with, we'll, we'll skip over the fact that they all look like they're fucking juicing because there's just no way yeah. some of them have transformed. Like, there is something going on with him. It just doesn't make any sense, like, how he's transformed so many average players. But um, 
he like he way overperformed last season, and now he's kind of supplemented the squad a bit with some okay looking signings. But now he actually needs to like consolidate and yeah, just like being one nil up uh, against any team with you know ten against ten men, you have to like see that out, and that's kind of like. Like you see, like Bruno Guimaraes has already had to bollock their fans for giving out about a loss. Like the the expectations are rising, and yeah, they have they have another tough game uh, next week. I forget who they're playing, but they could be like they could have one win right. from four, and um, yeah, yeah, like they they could lose that easily. And it's one of them. I think Brighton's a game. Brighton's a game. I think that'll probably suit them more. I think now you'll see teams going there and frustrating the life out of them. I don't, I don't think they're really set up to deal with that are they really when you look at the quality they've got his, his they, drew, they were drawing like mad last season weren't they that was like they couldn't yeah. necessarily break teams down and you kind of yeah. saw that with their wingers like his, that they his, don't have the, the cutting edge his win percentage with possession above and below 50% is wildly uh, varied I think um, yeah didn't Grace Robertson tweet I think he had yeah. six games with 60% possession or more and they won one so it's just like yeah let them have the ball and that, they still put up two XG against R1 you know like they still Create yeah. chances I'm to, really to win. I'm really struggling to work out where two XG came from. I think it's just accumulation of shots, and I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, that's where I don't like XG. I think XG. We've had this conversation on the pod before, but I think XG is fantastic for individuals and you know judging their own finishing and things like that. But for you know games and and, and things like that, you can yeah, have games you, you can have twenty you can have twenty shots that are from twenty five yards out that add up to two. And you could, or you could have three huge one-on-ones, you know, oh, yeah. that adds up to two. They were still getting into our box loads, you know. Like yeah, they were yeah. Still, they were still getting in at will. Like, like we bunkered down, and Allison had to have a really good game. But it's not like we, it's not like they completely shut down. Like they'll, they'll be disappointed not to have scored more than one with the chances they had. But yeah, I agree. XG like for one game, it's always it does get like way overstated because you can have a shot and you can be like, how's that point three XG? It's like, what the fuck are we talking about? You know, it's like. It, it, it can be like random it's and great stuff like put, that. Great but, um, talk, isn't it? Oh, I wonder what yeah. the XG was on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, talking, go ahead. Talking of XG, Darwin Nunez then, uh, Mr. XG himself from last season. Cashing um, in. Yeah. it in. How, how, yeah, I mean, he's definitely staked his claim now, hasn't he, from the, yeah. um, Obviously, what was it? Sixteen minutes, I think he played, including stoppage time. Um, starting him against Villa. Um, so I, someone tweeted that now. You, how can you not start him after after this? And I, I think of anything, it's more of an advert of why you probably wouldn't start him, especially in a game like Villa. Of just having him there as an option. I think if you were playing at a Fulham at home or someone like that, I'm, it's a bit different. But I think Villa will still be a really tricky one. They look good. Uh, I am yeah. really hoping they decide to go with the way they set up against Newcastle, because I really yeah. can't see it. I no, just I think they didn't rate Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what I'd prefer because I think they would have they have more chance of winning by being ultra aggressive against us, but so do we at the same time. Um, yeah, I think we'll be all right if they decide to you know bunker in. I mean, I think they played a back three against Burnley. Um, they've been playing a, a four, I think, before that. So it'd be interesting to see how they set up. But Liverpool notoriously find back threes difficult. Um, 
and I think they're they, still a transition team, aren't they? Like they're yeah. yeah. They, they, if you let them have the ball, they'll try and pass it around. But where they'll really kill you is like Watkins, Diaby, McGinn, they, Cash running running at you. They've landed on their feet with Emery. I think he's a fantastic manager for them, and they've obviously got Monchi now doing the sporting director role. Or I think. I never thought Aston Villa would be the club that has a title of President of Football Operations, but I think that is Monchi's official title. They've recruited is really, really Prince well. William, no? <laughs> um, I thought that was his title. <laughs> they've, they've recruited uh, really well. Uh, they look a really, really good team. I, I thought they played brilliantly in the Everton game. Didn't watch them, uh, obviously, against uh, Burnley because it wasn't on telly, but I think... You could actually argue it's one of the trickiest home games that we could... Especially play. at home, yeah. I think if you look at all three, even like the top... Even if you give me like a United or a Spurs, I think I'd rather play them than a Villa. They just I, start to up to it absolutely horrible. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, if, I'd we, if we're going to Villa Park, I'd be like, yeah, go on, last Darwin and Gakpo. Gakpo just like, you know, nothing against them, but I, I, I don't mind if I don't see him start the next game. Uh, but yeah, home, it's... It's, it's a fucking tough game. Um, and I was kind of wondering if, if we still kind of talk about Newcastle and what it means for Villa. What do you think of the the midfield 11 v 11? Because I know I said it was kind of like the atmosphere, but again, we were just like so open. I, I think you saw kind of like the flaws with like yeah with, with McAllister. I, I do think he's a great player and, I, and I'd always start him, especially with the current uh, lads that we have. But you kind of saw if you like, you need him to be front foot and you need to have the ball, and he's good. If you get him running back to his own goal, he he actually can't catch people. And Endo, I think, is to give Endo like credit, he's still it was his first start in like a tough game to come into. Thought he was a bit of a headless chicken when we tried to press. He left us exposed yeah. a couple of times when it's like, no, just just stand there, just don't move. You know, I know you want to because you know he has the tackle and the interception stats, but that just means he's fucking aggro. He goes for everything, and you see that now. And if he wins it high up brilliant but if he doesn't we really need him to just we need a Wijnaldum just to sit in there and hold position and cover ground and that's it so hopefully we'll get to see him do a bit of that I, 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 I think he might do well um, against Villa because I think it will be there it'd be like what McGinn Douglas Luiz and Kamara will have to kind of no no they're like pass horrible and really they're just they, yeah they're just kind of they're, they're going to be a bit like Newcastle's midfield you know they're going to be kind of spoilers and just trying to release the forwards quickly um, but yeah like what, what do you think of the midfield and the midfielders performance yesterday it's hard to say because obviously as you said the Newcastle midfield just looked juiced up but it, it felt like every time they were running back it, it just seemed it just seemed overpowered they seemed a bit slow to me especially like McAllister mm-hmm. like you said you can see why he excelled with someone like Ekai Sado right next to him. And you can see how much better our midfield would look with that sort of profile next to him. With Endo, it's it's hard because it's his first start. And the team as a whole look like headless chickens for 25 minutes, never mind just just in. Mm. It, it's, 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 I think it's a really hard one to judge individuals. Um, would just you start the same three? Or, or or is Elliot like I, I I wouldn't be against starting Elliot just because what he's shown, but I don't know if that's the game for him. I, yeah, I don't think you can. I, it'd be interesting if Jones is is fit for it, and Bad Bad Jones and Thiago should all have a week of training, shouldn't they, before it? So yeah, they're back in training today. I could see him maybe changing it up slightly. McAllister six or I'd have. McAllister I think you could six. do him. 
I think you could see John start. I wouldn't be that surprised if John started. Over who? Probably Endo, I think. And then McAllister sits. I think you'd probably have a bit... He did use John. Well, I was going to say you get away with McAllister 6 at home, but I'm just having visions of us camped in their half and suddenly they're breaking with Watkins and Diaby and McAllister's not catching yeah. them. So. But I'm, I'm not, sure not, that Endo, not that Endo is either, but I don't know. Do you not use Jones as a 6 in pre-season? I know we obviously didn't have one. But I didn't remember McAllister actually being used as a 6 much. I always thought it was Jones being played there in pre-season. But I don't know. He could go with the same three. It's hard we to do, say. We don't it? have any fast midfield. Like Sabozla yeah. is the one with the insane yeah. engine. He's he's the one, but he's also this fucking amazing number ten. So you kind of push him up a bit more. But um, yeah, we need we need we need like pace in the midfield in transition, and we don't have a lot of it right now. To like I said, like not that you have to carry McAllister, but you just offset his weaknesses with a Caicedo. Yeah, um, I think, and we don't really have that. I think the problems are stemming more from the fact that we look absolutely horrendous on the ball, and yeah, we can't control games, can we? At the minute, which the, is a the reason the mm. midfield's so open is because they're actually well positioned for where the ball is on the pitch, and then we just carelessly give it away in areas where you can't give it away. And mm. I think once you improve that, you kind I think that some of the deficiencies will be um, masked. It's just and how much is. Uh, how much is that down to just us? How oh, we just seem to start slowly every single time. Other than Chelsea, we started quite this, quick. This, but this... We just seem to start really slowly every game. I put some um, comments, obviously, about Jurgen Klopp in our group chat. Um, oh, did you? What? What were they? they I didn't read them. I, I think my my point was. <laughs> I'm getting them. My my, <laughs> my point was this was in the middle of when we couldn't keep the ball. We we're down to ten men. We we're getting completely overrun. <laughs> Um, and we weren't helping ourselves. Obviously, he, he changed it in the second half, and we were great. So, you know, deserves a lot of credit there. But um, <laughs> just mumble that bit. Yeah, no, mumble I, the phrase. I, 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 I have the receipts if anyone would like them. Just, yeah, just to recap, because we we actually haven't mentioned Dave yet. I didn't, or, or why he's not I, here. I, I wasn't saying Liverpool should sack him. That wasn't the point I was trying to make. And it might have come across you like say you were, Josh. I was just going to read your own words for you. Read it. Like I can read it, and I'll try to explain so, the thought process. And, and just to provide context, because Dave wasn't here because he apparently, well, he's not here because he can't make it, but also because he fell asleep second half <laughs> and he woke, he woke up. I think he fell asleep at one nil early in the second half and he woke up to like what had happened, he the insanity. Went, so. he, he said, wait, we fucking won, I think was his comment. Yeah. <laughs> so, but before that, uh, this is, yeah, this will be at halftime. Um, we were all weren't too many. It's mainly me bitching first half to be fair, just about the game, and then uh, halftime. And Josh is saying, "Wait, this is yeah." This would have been halftime. He said, "We're such a badly coached team." We are. We, we uh, it. Da- Dave's got a funny one because he's like his agenda is like Gakpo's the golden boy. Narcissist <laughs> is just all over the club at the moment. Like he's Dave's got a very big picture with. Him. Uh, so Gakpo is Dave's bet noir, like uh, Jota is Josh's, and I guess Diaz is Blaine's, if I've got that right. But uh, and, and Nunez was mine, so we all have one forward that we hate. I guess that means Mark. Hates. I don't. I, I don't hate any of them. I don't hate Diaz. I think I just don't like no, how much they see like. We all have our agenda against yeah. the forward. So wait. So that was that was to mean Mark doesn't rate Salah. So okay, fine. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that was it. So Dave came out with narcissism. It's just all over the club. <laughs> and Josh's next line is, we'd do no worse if Klopp left. The next message, there. 
The next message, I said it. <laughs> Dave fires back in the same minute. I don't disagree with that. Josh retorts, it would have to be a complete rip-up job because there's no coach out there. And then there's no other messages for eight minutes, half-time going on, and Blaine bricks silence. <laughs> Might leave the chat. Dave is like, oh, come on. He's been objectively crap for 12 months. Just like structural issues all over the shop and the players play like they get no training whatsoever. Fair point. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a red card to shoot me. And then we're bitching some more in the second half and we weren't talking too much. And then Nunez happened. And so my, what, uh, it was, my, it was my, all happy days. My point, obviously, and you've proved it there, was based on the first half. Yeah, so I, I I didn't... I'm not Nostradamus. It was everything we've been watching for 13 exactly. months. Like it was, like, it was but terrible. My point was that another manager could come in and, and do the job Klopp's doing is, is kind of what I'm, I'm saying. Um, but my other comment is that they shouldn't because you have to rip it up and you can't do that. So I'm not saying he should go. I, I was very frustrated that, yeah, like, like you said, we, we seem to just watch the same game on re- repeat and replay every week at times. Um, yeah, new signings. We've had new, we've had another extended break to work on a new system, which we're still unbeaten with. So yeah, you geez. can't possibly <laughs> say it's bad. It's, it's not bad. Until we're going to we vibe our way to the our 20, 20th time. <laughs> God. Honestly, at this rate. Um, have you seen that? Well, yeah, have you seen that new that that Nuno meme about his tactics, and it's just like wavy lines up in the middle of the pitch. It's like ball magically gets past this bit. <laughs> That's Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool do it. It's just we, we, the ball ends up in the net. Nathan, yeah, that's your man Nathan Clark. I think he's the Spurs guy. I that think he was, did that. Yeah, and to be fair, I think the messages are clouding the fact that we, we you know, everyone's head were all over the place, weren't they? Really, because. We're down to 10 men. We're getting beat because we've got a stupid goal. But realistically, I don't think the first 25 minutes was that bad to warrant, you know. The Bournemouth performance. Uh, the, the 25 minutes. And I think the first 25 minutes yesterday because I actually thought we we're going to lose. I, like I said, we we're talking about damage relation. I, think, I, I don't think Klopp can make the subs he made if Newcastle get a second at any point before that. No. No. Um, you, like you're, you are thinking like 4-0 humiliation torch pass you know we're fucked what's the point you know whereas it's just kind of this instead it's just this insane flip like the fucking feeling when, when Nunez scores his first goal never mind the second first goal like fucking hell what a out of nothing like you know but uh, yeah I, th- I think it was just and I will say I, I didn't have any messages but I did spend the first few minutes of the second half I was getting the clip of Claude from AFTV <laughs> where he's going. I, I I have a crop. I actually have it on my phone. I might still tweet it out uh, where he's like, where were they today? Spineless. Who's that on? The manager. He's finished. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. And Ty's like saying, no, no, no. So I guess I would have got Blaine to do Blaine would have been our tie in that sense. But that, I, I will admit, I spent the first few minutes of the second half doing that because I was like, this is just so fucking grim. This is terrible i might as well do some funny tweets and get some numbers out of it you know because what big, else are you going to do at a time like this the big frustration is that it takes the other team um creating some adversity for us for us to kick into gear 
I would just like us to sweep a team away in the first 20 minutes. It could be 2 0 up and very comfortable just once. Like, we did there last yeah. season. We did that there last season, and we it still didn't like it wasn't a turning point or I anything. Think, we can have those games I and still we, be shite the next one. I think we, we actually played better yesterday than we did. At yeah, we did last think. season where we were against. Well, we were we were crap after it went 2 0. We went. It's like we stopped playing, and they should have scored at least once mm. in, in that game. It was a very weird one, to be fair, but. But um, remarkably, though, Liverpool find themselves after Chelsea away and Newcastle away in the first three games on seven points. I don't think anybody expected that. I think I said ten from five. Um, who's after Villa? Wolves. Wolves. Twelve thirty. Hey, beat beat Villa and like I'm I'm thinking that's sky's not, the limit. I know not, it's not, but that's not twelve thirty after the international break, is it? It is. Oh. It is. Alison walks off the plane. Away? To Molyneux. <laughs> is it away? Yeah, yeah, away, yeah. That'd be, that'd be no Darwin game for sure. I'm not so sure about that. Our, our running is pretty difficult until we get to about Evan, I think. Our running? Like, end of the season? Well, it's the, the run into the title, isn't it, really, at this point? That leads me on to the question. You know, we've, we've obviously seen two, I think... You know, big boy performances, as it were, and I think we need to put Bournemouth in that bracket as well because it's you know forty minutes with ten men again. But I think we played at the same, same time. Do you not think the same amount, reacted? I think we've played the same oh, on, minutes with ten men as we have with eleven yeah. this season, and for seven points, shows the mentality still there. You know, they want to yeah. win. I mean, you look at Trent winning that throw in and his reaction to that. You know, it's it's there. I think we're ninety. It could have been the four nil, but it wasn't. It could it could have been a, yeah. it could have been an embarrassment, but but it wasn't. It but my, and, and the manager redeems himself for the subs yeah. as well. My question is: Are Liverpool contenders? Not if City don't slow down. But let's just ignore them for the time being. Well, they, um, well, they, I think they, we're, they've we're squeaked, the best. Of the rest. They've squeaked past Sheffield United. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So Erling Haaland looked dreadful in front of goal, which the, was. Unbelievable, yeah. and still scored. There's no reason we can't be. Uh, there's no reason we can't be best the rest. Like United are terrible. Uh, Newcastle have their own problems. Arsenal for have me, their own problems. It comes down a lot more to what we do in the last week of the. Not to keep bringing it back to transfers, but I think if we don't do any more business, it could I don't think, be a huge cut. In it. It's always it, overstated, it, but the fact that there's such. I don't a gap think it is there in the midfield. Yeah, I don't think it is overstated. So it, it normally is me. overstated because it's normally like... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. If we do this one signing, you know, but like genuinely, if, if you'd got like... We won't talk about Caicedo anymore, but like had you got him or if you just got like... There's no one left really to get on the like Palina and he's added another fucking 10 million onto his price after yeah. that goal. But um, I think, I think you could, if you could plug and play someone, it actually, the upside on this team, like you bring the floor up because we're maybe not such a fucking mess and then... You just give a platform for the attack, which is still well, fucking amazing, you know. I think you see with Josh when we obviously the case said the deal got announced, you tweeted, I think we can win the league with this team. Yeah. And there's obviously I and and obviously we've got there's a there's a there's a big gap between where we are now and what we have now to Kai Sado. So there's somewhere in between where surely we should be able to get someone in between there. I think we're that at least I, improves I, our chances I think of we are nailed on side of a fielder. Nailed on. But, he wanted he wanted two or three anyway, and I can't see us only signing Endo. But would we will. Would you settle for? I, I actually would at this point. If, if it's if it's no deals or settling for this, I would take 
Andre and he's coming in January and we just have to find a way to, to get to January with Cal- Endo and I'd, McAllister. I'd take Calvin Phillips. I wouldn't. Alone. I wouldn't take Andre to January because I think there's there's a there's a timeline where it could get quite if the worst thing happened and we were really struggling from now until January, it could be a point when that's too late, if you know what I mean. What's the idea I'm not saying this week? Not like Calvin Phillips, I, I, I could go for that as well. If they loan him to us, I would absolutely yeah. take him. But Ch- what's your realistic Corey. ideal? For how much? I'd pay him. Decore, the two have been... Yeah. Decore is like the ideal one. I think I was quite happy with Paulinho, but I think that I think there's just no way you're going to get him for a, a, anywhere near a reasonable price. But did you see what I tweeted about Palinia? I, I don't know if you watched Peep Show, but it was like, no, no. Uh, I, I had the gif of uh, David Mitchell, and he's like, what was he? I just got the quote, and I actually summed up perfectly how I feel about uh, Palinia. And because, you know, like when we were linked with him, start of the summer or start of the summer. And it was like, oh, West Ham have had a 40 million bid reject. I was like, what? A 45 million bid. I was like, do not, they want 60. I was like, do not go near him. And now I would fucking sell the farm for him. <laughs> That's how our summer's gone. But I think, to be yeah, fair, he, he was like, your expectations get, he's like, That's life, I suppose. Your expectations get ground down and down until you <laughs> finally settle for a life that would have mortified you 20 years ago. But now seems like a blessed relief, and I was like, "Yeah, that's my that's my yeah. thoughts perfectly on the Fellini deal." I would, it would have mortified me at the start of the summer, and now I would gladly welcome it. So, but even like, I mean, I wouldn't do it now, but an Amrabat yeah. about a month ago would have been fine by me or someone like that. But I, I've got would have made more sense than Endo, wouldn't it? I've yeah, got yeah. They've got a player in mind, one lined up, yeah, and they are haggling, which is fine. Got no problem with you know haggling, you know. You've, there are now no games before the end of the transfer window, so you can take your time. Yeah. Um, but I think they will pull the trigger on somebody else if it reaches a point where it's not looking good. I, I, I could see Kefren Taram being that person potentially because he's obviously I, on the be, list. Yeah. Um, I'd be fine with Taram to be honest. Gravenberg, yeah, I'm not a massive fan of Gravenberg. I don't really like that link. Even the fact he that United want him. Gravenberg would be a project, wouldn't he? Because he, he does really. He seems like a proper creative midfielder, at least with like. Yeah. Karam, he's a box to box, and you're going to try and tame him or make him in a double, like put him in a double pivot with McAllister. That that could be sound, like you know, someone to do McAllister's running. Yeah, um, I'm not as sold on Corne as the rest, but I think it'd be a fine option. I think that we just need to settle on the fact that whoever we sign might not be the guy, but for a six month, twelve month period, when we're in the Europa League, it might just be enough. You need availability. To get us to yeah, it. that's what you need. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would have liked centre back as well, to be honest, because I think you can see how quickly our centre back issue can get quite messy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And the two further links haven't really gone away, but I just can't see us getting a centre back now. There was a new one today. I don't know how legit it is. It was the what the fuck is the lad that plays for? Is it Rens? He plays for some type yeah. of Tiate. Uh, What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. So like, and they're saying Matip might go there and. They were like, that might enable Tiara to do what does. I was like, what if it just Matt goes there and he goes somewhere else? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> to be fair, uh, though, that is, you know, squad regeneration 101, isn't it? Give give the team. Oh, I, I'd take the, the swap. Team... I, it, would hurt me. it would hurt me to lose Matt, but, yeah, but give it has to be done, you know? Give the, give the team, you know, you're getting the next, you know, best thing potentially. That give them the shite you're trying to get rid of. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, but I'd, to be fair, I'd quite like to keep Matt for just the rest of the season. 
as well. His pa- his his passing yeah. was. Uh, I felt like I know. I, I felt like it was like out of all out of all the problems we have keeping the ball. I know he's had problems the past twelve months. I thought he was uh, a bit better yesterday. And weirdly, I feel like he's he's one of the only narky bastards of all people. He's the only one in our team who's like. He was telling Isaac to get up. You know, he was like, you know, you know, he throws his, his hand over. <laughs> He's doing that yeah, yeah. after after Van Dyke fucking sighted him down and like, and he like he he he's like one of the only ones that like shouts at the referee. It's like a very weird niche thing, but he's like kind of a narc. He's done in, very in his own I also, quirky way. He's done very. Well I think he's trying to be overstocked. Well, I mean, the whole midfield did very well to avoid the other card. I just mean in general no, with, the, joke, with, the, with these new rules, you know, what Matip's like, as you say, very flamboyant, very um, <laughs> theatrical. I'm surprised that he's not been booked at all this season. Well, I think we like It's hard to feel threatened by him, isn't it? Like the way Van Dyke <laughs> was using the ref before he went off, I was like, yeah, I can see how that would get bad for him. But like, it, Matip just looks so funny and everything goes, it would be hard to feel threatened which I feel like is half of it wrecking. if you feel like someone's actually trying to intimidate you it's like hard to feel intimidated by Matip but um, I don't know how we got there but yeah we're talking transfers in the last week um, I would take one deal any deal like I said I'm, I'm that down bad that I would settle for Andre in January even if it is kind of terrible for us I think we have enough midfielders to get by Baron but I just think Andre is one you can do either way really well, yeah, there, was think... that whole, there was that whole thing that, like, because we were saying he's been playing, he's already played a full season. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. if it's that or no deal, I would just take that because it's literally yeah. better than nothing. And he might turn out to be very, very good. Like, he, he could be the guy rather than a guy, you know. And, and it, it looks like we most likely scenario, if we do sign someone, it will be just a guy. So. But I also think it's fine just to sign someone who might not work. I think the whole thing is that they're a bit too specific on what they want to the point where they'd rather leave themselves short. I'm not too bothered about being overstocked for a year, considering, you know, Matip and Thiago are both going to leave next summer. And we've got your own. And then, yeah, and we've got your offer, and you've got, <laughs> you know, the fact that everyone gets injured pretty much on a weekly basis for us. I'm, I'm not that bothered about being overstocked in, like, by numbers-wise for a, for one season. I was. I, I, I was, because I was like, oh, we have... I, in, in my head, I always think of the trio... There was the old trio, Henderson, Fabinho, and Thiago, and two of them are gone. And then yeah. you've got the young trio, you've got uh, Beichstich, Jones, and Elliot, and then you've got the, the new trio, which is uh, Sabazlai, uh, Thiago, or Sabazlai, Callister, and Endo. But, yeah, like you said, even with the centre-back situation, I was like, oh, we have four senior centre-backs. And like, I just never learned, because as soon as you get one injury, <laughs> it's like, okay, well, we're one more injury away from only having two left. And after that, we're one more absence away from having to bring on kids so yeah I, it's, at the I, same I time sure thing, but like yeah go over stocks you have to but we're running around with like five not that they're all world class but we're running around with like a world class attacking depth and everyone's you know buzzing off it I don't understand why we can't you know run that same obviously risk of a certain player that like Bad not getting enough minutes for one season yeah. but well, overall it's, 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 five are very durable as well like, like yeah, what's yeah. the worst like, it's only Jota who gets kind of long injuries but even then he still played like a decent amount of minutes for us brilliant. and he's always productive brilliant um, thank you for the f- uh, the fate tempting that you've just they don't get injuries it's not like we have two fairy position in the forwards we have 
five to go into three, and then next up is like Doak or someone covering like an Elliot or Sabaz, like you know, like where and I like think... that's where we're kind of at with the midfield. I think if we sign one more, but sure, look what harm. If, if it means Endo doesn't play at all, then so be it. Yeah, I think I think that'll be fine. I think you just gotta you've got to put yourself in the best possible position and see what might happen. I think the worst case scenario is being in this place now and getting to January and we feel a bit like 2021 where if we'd have just done one or two more, we might have been able to push ourselves to, to you know, even challenge. Well, yeah, see, I, I, I and like being very tough right I was like, oh, we don't necessarily need to do it. There's never been a bigger gap. Like like the the people saying when we sold Lovren and we didn't replace him, I always thought that was a bit overblown, even allowing yeah. for injury history. Yeah, I agree, yeah. And that, I, I was like, that, and we just had the biggest freak. We had the biggest fucking freak uh, in regards to one position. I, I don't think you can say it's overblown for the midfield because there is quite no, literally no. not a proven quantity senior midfielder. There's Endo, who is a 30-year-old project, basically. Um, and that's it. You know, like, we are... We are shoehorning people in, so there is like there's never been a bigger gap in the squad than the one that there is now at that position. So that's why I'm like, yeah, you just you settle for a guy, even if our even if our policy has always been to get that guy because the planning and the organization just isn't what it used to be. So you have to settle, and if that means and even then, I think sixty million, you do what you have to. Endo, you've got Endo, Thiago, even Bajetic, and maybe Elliot, who are going to be four players, are not really going to be knocking the manager's door down, unhappy if they're not getting a game every week. I think you've still got enough where on either side of players are just coming through or just going out. Where everyone, you can still get, get their minutes, I think. I, that's I what I mean, yeah. Those midfielders, like maybe, like I think like maybe Jones could tail off the game. Jones or, could, yeah, yeah. You, you could have someone who just has a run of little injuries as Jones is prone to and they just never get any momentum and you're, you're left at the end of the season thinking, God, yeah, it's another season that's passing by. But for the most part, even just with Europa, even if you're not playing well, you're going to get your chances. Um, so, and I'm, I, I think that I'm actually happy for the Europa this season. I said how long I've been looking forward to it, just to see the the kids. And Jones is still one of them. You know, he still needs his senior minutes. He still needs game time, whether that comes in the league or whether it's uh, in, in the cups or wherever. But that's the draw on Friday as well, isn't it? I think the group stage. Oh, is it? Oh, nice. I think. Oh, see what games I'm going with, to. I, I was looking at some of the teams qualifying. Man, it is fucking have so you seen funny. The, have, have you seen the gap in like the coefficient points? Oh yeah, yeah, I've like, seen that one. It's, it's something like Roma a second with like eighty four, and then Liverpool a first with like one hundred and twenty five. <laughs> it's like ah, uh, I think we might be well, we've, in the competition. We've literally been in in three Champions League finals in five years, and now we're in the Europa. Like that's kind of. It's kind of insane that we're in it, but like we'll just fucking roll with that and see should... it as an opportunity to like really focus on the league. We just need to be lucky with who we get for coming down from the Champions League. Because knowing our look, Real Madrid, round of 16, here we go. <laughs> we just don't need fucking Klopp and the coaching team travelling to fucking Kazakhstan, you know, and being back to play fucking somewhere on sun, early Sunday afternoon. You know, that's the kind of shit. You want to get lucky with the draw just geographically, you know. If you just get like if we somehow got French and even just like like Balkan teams or something, you know, you'd settle for that rather than like fucking Russia, Georgia, Israel. You know, you, you could you could have the most insane schedule of all time. Like might be fun for away fans, but it's kind of shit your team could do without generally. I, I, so I like, I like how Shane goes Russia and fun for away fans <laughs> in the same sentence. 
but no, Russian team. The Russian are, region, are the, 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 the uh, former competition. Soviet Union states. <laughs> yeah, no Russian I mean, teams. I, 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 they're still banned, aren't they? Yeah, Russian teams. Yeah. Our uh, Europa League run last last time were quite difficult, really. The knockout stages, considering you know. It was harder. It was. It was. It, our 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 that run twenty sixteen. We had a tougher run in the knockout. Then Champions Europa. League. Then Madrid yeah. had on their run to the fucking final. We had uh, United, uh, Dortmund, Villarreal, Villarreal. Sevilla. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, I remember. I very remember that Madrid had. I think it was the worst city team. It's pretty much the worst city team that there's been in like Ever. a decade. Uh, Wolfsburg. Uh, I forget who they beat in the. Yeah, they came. They even came down from two nil as well. I think they had Roma in round of sixteen. You know, like, and then they beat fucking Botland. Was it? Oh no, yeah, they got they got Atletico Madrid in the final, and like they only won it on penalties. So, yeah, disgusting club. But um, <laughs> at least it will be us this year. I'm just, I'm... Well, they might because have you seen all their injuries? They might drop into Europe <laughs> and knock us out of that as well. <laughs> It looks like you can't be actually that rude It looks like going out will keep be the one time we beat them in a final when it was Europa League final. It looks like Karabag are going to qualify and they're in Azerbaijan. Um, does anyone remember our last group? Uh, Europa League group that we had in the Europa League, yeah, yeah, Sion, Bordeaux, and uh, uh Slavia, uh, no, a Russian team, wasn't it? Oh, Rogers, it was, yeah, it was, was it yeah, Rubin, scored Rubin Kazan. Milana scored an amazing goal. It was France, Rubin Kazan, well done, Josh. Thank you. Milana scored a class little nutmeg and finished into yeah, the corner yeah. where Rogers yeah. was still manager, yeah, yeah, all coming back. And we, and then remember, Mignolet but, held the ball yeah, for 24 yeah. seconds, yeah. His board, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jordan Jordan Ives gets that great goal in Russia as well. Yeah. That was Klopp's first match. That one, it a one-one with Sion. Yeah, uh, no, it was the um, Bordeaux one, wasn't it? No, I'm sure it was Sion. Kazan, first game. He wore a suit. No, oh, Kazan! It might have been Kazan. He wore a suit, didn't he? <laughs> Chan scored the first goal. Yeah, I think. penalty. Was it penalty? That wasn't his first game. That was his first European game for us. First game was Spurs, I think. Oh yeah, uh, close, yeah. Oh yeah, it was Spurs. Yeah, nil nil. Um, yeah. What else happened? We, oh, we, we what scum, a season. We scummed the game against Augsburg, didn't we? Where yeah, James no Milner penalty. penalty. <laughs> and we're like, who's this? Who's this Clavin guy? Wow. <laughs> I always remember Villa that was Al a half five um, kickoff as well. That one. Yeah, we got some lovely early kickoffs. Look at that! Look how I'm just trying to work out who the it, it's bed by eight o'clock. There's not that many, but you know teams that are far away i think the ukrainian team are getting knocked out and um might be moldova potentially to be honest i always find the champions league group games a bit of a grind to watch because i always think we're going to get through the group oh, but normally no, just a bit vile for years like i, I the, genuinely oh, I, I might I, watch i might watch a bit of it this season because i think like it actually will be interesting to see newcastle yeah. and arsenal in europe i, I kind of will be interested to watch them but uh, for well over half a decade, even when we hadn't been in it for ages, like maybe the first couple of seasons when we got back in after being out, but the, the group stage has been so stable. I think they're so boring, and it's just I like do. there's never a shock elimination. Like we Liverpool got knocked out. You lad may or may not remember we got knocked out in 2009. Yeah, we had a group of like Fiorentina, Leon, and someone else, and it was when it was the last season of Rafa, and it was all going to shit. And uh, fucking teenage Stefan Jovetic scores against us in, in Florence. Um, I forget who the final team was in that. It might have been Basel. 
Uh, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, Basel yeah, that, yeah. that was like shocks in the group stage just never happened in Champions League. So I'm I kind of, I'm not actually sad to miss out on Champions League group stage because I'm never like, oh, yes, game week one of Champions League. Can't wait to watch us at home to, I mean, you know, it's at least Europa would be like fucking mad and we, we don't have to, there's no pretense of having to start your strongest players so it, you can it was, qualify um, from the group early. It was Debrecen in Hungary, the fourth team. Was it our last season in the Champions League? Which, which season was it? Uh, was that the game Ryan... season we got to the last final when we, game... when we won all, we won all six games? Was that the season when Ryan Babel scored that screamer against Leon? He scored from like 30 which one? yards out. That one where we got knocked out with Rafa. Um, he scored the screamer at Stamford Bridge in the Champions League. That was a... It was like a, a consolation as they were not as we Chelsea drew, were not from the coach. Where we drew to Leon and he, he scored an absolute rocket. Mm, I have to look. I'm actually going to look it up. Yeah, what I was there on nine or ten. This was before my time. Yeah, playing us in a fucking clue. Right. Well, I've just seen, just seen a video straight away. Ryan Babel goal against Leon. So it might be. I might have plucked that one out from. Yeah. Yeah, we used to go, we used to go away to the French teams, and Carlsberg wasn't on our shirt, so we just yeah. had no sponsor, and it looked it looked very weird. No, the season we got knocked, they not got knocked out by uh, Atletico Madrid in the semi-finals. I mean, when we would have played Fulham. That was it because we finished third in the group. Yeah, we dropped into the Europa. Yeah. I think it was the first season of the Europa as well. So like there was that extra shame of being in a competition. <laughs> it wasn't the UEFA Cup anymore. UEFA Cup was cool. Europa was like <laughs> so shit, and Forland does us at Anfield. But uh, yeah, Europa, I can't wait. But um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I won't go that far. I mean, I'm looking forward to it in a, in a sense. But so that's that's we'll, we'll we'll put a bow on Newcastle. Anyways, I feel like we didn't talk a lot about Darwin. But uh, yeah, fucking hell, Every, everything's been said already, and it really what a man. What yeah. Man. Um. So yeah, we've got Villa. Villa next week. Are we who like we? Which probably it's actually for in, it's a bit more interesting to discuss starting elevens. Um, I assume it's just going to be if if Kanate is back, bring him in. Um, but yeah, maybe keep Gomez left centre back, and uh, would you keep the same midfield and front three, or what would you do? I'm McAllister, Elliot, Sobislai in the midfield. Um, Jota. Oh really? Okay. Jota, Nunez, and Salah. Front three. Who's in your midfield, Josh? McAllister, Sobersly, and Elliot. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't. You can't read. You can't begrudge Elliot. It, yeah. It does mean you can potentially get Jones, Thiago, Bastic minutes. Not all of them, but you know, you're not forcing them to start straight away. And who's your front three? Jota, um, Jota, Nunez, and Salah. I love that front three actually. Yeah. yeah, if Villa wants to make it end to end, Jota needs cause... that man in front of him going in behind rather than dropping deep. Yeah, I think Salah does. As well. I think I think Salah loves playing with him. Well, they they if it lets him if it lets him show off his pass and his like because it's a crazy yeah, through ball that he plays. I've literally ever seen that as a front three. Probably not. But we haven't, have we? I go with that front three as well. Actually, I don't think we will have done. No, not we, starting we, again. We, we, we definitely have, because Gakpo only arrived in January last season and Firmino wasn't playing. Yeah, but Jot were injured, wasn't he? At the start? Mm, maybe, yeah. And he only came back to City and Nunes wasn't starting. 
Oh no, no, I was gonna say fucking Diaz started at Emirates and he, he played the four, didn't he? He played the he played them all, didn't he? That game. I was in fucking Manila when that game was going on, trying to find trying in vain to find a sports bar. So I was like getting updates twenty minutes after the fact and seeing us go two two and then apparently Thiago did something. But uh That was sad with that game, wasn't it? I'm so glad I didn't get to see I would have got drunk and fucking Manila. We actually played so well. We played so well in five, five minutes conceded the two worst goals I've ever seen us concede in the first minute of half and the last minute of half. And then Diaz got injured. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't fun, was it? <laughs> Love supporting that bunch of useless pricks last season. So who, who would you start then, Blaine? I'm, I'm, I'll go the same front three. Um, drop Diaz because he's useless. And I would, what would my midfield be? I'd probably throw Curtis Jones in. I don't know why, but I'd probably throw Jones, McAllister, and. Well, Jones wasn't well. on the bench, was he? No, but he did say she'll be back in training today, so. Mm. Um, I'll actually keep the same midfield just, just to, you know, just to give it another go. And, like, it'll be a very, hopefully, it'll be like a very different kind of game state, so maybe. It'll look a bit more functional because um, there's always. I assume I assume we're all just going Gomez and Matip, but if Kanata is fit, you throw him back in instead of. Who would you Who would you draft if Kanata is back? Matip. He's not. He's not back till Wolves. Uh, that Klopp said. Ah, fuck me. Never mind then. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I think I keep the same midfield just to keep it, and then, um, Gakpo. I think we can drop just. Give my game off. Uh, yeah, it's, I know it's weird because I expect us to like keep the ball. I don't think they'll want to do it too much, but maybe maybe it'll be. It might just be a mad game where neither team can like sustain possession and it's kind of end to end. So, yeah, maybe Darwin and and Jota, but uh, Diaz. I was sad to see Diaz go off because um, he had that one great run that that like Grimshaw. I didn't think Gakpo was any good at all. Um, I actually think they should sort of get Poe off and put Salah through the middle and kept Diaz on. Did, you know, did Diaz not get a knock, though? And he's he, did, he, he looked fairly fucking bemused to be taken off. Yeah, that it was him. Out. He was like... Yeah, he looked a bit bemused to be getting taken off. Maybe he had an off as well, but he didn't. Well, that's good, though, because he's fresh he, he, for Sunday. If, if he, yeah, if that's he what I mean. Start. That's why I... I yeah, and I think he's like he's probably been our best player so far this season. Well, I don't know, but... He's, he's he's been good. Like he's hasn't. Uh, he's kind of back to himself a bit, where he just doesn't let the team down. Maybe he's not the biggest goal threat in the world, despite being our top scorer at the moment. But um, he's just good. He can give him the ball. He make it stick. He might make something happen. Darwin's uh, joint top scorer now. Fucking is. Uh, he, last season was all about the xG per ninety. Now it's about the actual g per ninety. So, um, but he's doing it. Yeah, sure. he's, do, he's doing goals per twenty at the moment, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's nice to have. It's nice that there's enough lads playing well. I mean, you could kind of drop Salah on. Mer- or you could, I like, could almost mm-hmm. shut the f- up. <laughs> I don't know that. we might drop. <laughs> we might drop him into the middle of Saudi Arabia if you know Jorgish <laughs> Matka gets his way. Or like maybe I wouldn't play him against Wolves. Like I, I would find a way to to not play him. Yeah. I'd, fucking every game, maybe playing against Villa, but I, I have just, blown away by he him. He not just not. I thought he played really well, to be honest. 
yesterday. He, did, he does a lot of tireless running, doesn't he? In that, in that, a, obviously. He was at right back at one point when Trent yeah. had gone up. Oh yeah, he he mucked in and did a shift. I just think like and he's and I think the ball for the goal is really good as well, especially on his weak oh, foot. The, it? the pass is incredible, but I think without that, no, uh, he passes it with his left. Oh, does he? All right. Yeah, he, 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 he controls it with his he controls it with his right. He yeah. kind of quickly lays it off onto his left, which kind of just buys Nunes that half a second to get beyond. Right. Yeah, By the way, Nunes, when he went, Nunes he lets went him in. run, lets him run across them for a perfect finish. Yeah, I had absolutely no doubt he'd score when he went in as well. Do you know why I? Had, this way, I, I do, do, do you know why I had no doubt? Because I've been told forty-five <laughs> seconds earlier he's going to score, so the finish wasn't a worry for me. Did you did you fully celebrate, uh, Shane, or was it like a VAR job for you? Oh, I was because that's the modern. Yeah, you're always a little bit worried, but I will say the first goal, and I was watching it with my fucking one-year-old. She was like just playing fucking toys in front of me, and like the first goal was the first goal was way more fucking. Electrifying, I was like, oh, fuck. I, I can't remember why. I, did. I was just like, I made some noise, anyways, and she was looking at me really strangely. And uh, and then the second one, I think I was just kind of laughing. Like, I was just like, I was like, nice. this is so fucking funny that we've done this. I can't believe it. It was a class moment as well. But um, yeah, no, it I went off for me. Yeah, I'd say you did. <laughs> obviously, I was in a bar in Manchester as well. So, obviously, a lot of City United fans in there cheering Newcastle on. I had my Liverpool top on, and at half time, it felt like I, I, I probably should have been the one calling for the manager's head because I was like melting down. Yeah. But I, could, I, but I didn't have proper signal. That's why it took so long for me to respond in the chat. That's why I only saw the uh, discussion about the manager about eight minutes after it went on. <laughs> might, might, might leave the chat. I think that should be the episode title. <laughs> yeah. I was actually just thinking, uh, or, or, what are we going to call it? <laughs> <laughs> might leave the chat <laughs> uh, but yeah um, but yeah like we'll do predictions real quick and we'll we'll, we'll put this one in the can uh, so my predictions are count for times four I'm guessing because it's, it's going to be my <laughs> first no, appearance out of four so no, the way I'm, I'm going to go for another 2-1 I'm doing another 2-1 to the red I'm doing an average points per week oh yeah I heard that actually that, that's actually a good system so um, the current standings I'll just update them um Blaine, you're winning. Uh, 21 mm-hmm. points from three, so an average of seven. I'm second with 15. Uh, average of five, and Dave is third with 12. Does my pre- I-, I said 2-1 in the group chat before the game started, and I said McAllister was You did, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll let you update that. What later, was it? 2-1 two one, two one McAllister, you said? Yeah, you did, yeah. did say 2-1. Uh, uh, all I'm all, all three of you one. did. I was the only one who didn't. Oh, did, did you say? Oh, okay. I did say 3-2. Three, 3-2. Two. Three, two. It's not too bad. I got five points because of um, we won by one. Look goal. at us top redding it up, huh? What a season! So you'll say, um, you'll say two go, one again. Uh, another two one, and I'll say. Um, sure, fucking, he's he's got the hot hand. I'll go for Mister Darwin. I used to be quite nervous for this game, though. I think it might be a bit. Me too. Yeah, I think it's going to be you another vile one. Like, no, not really. You, like you, yeah. you could lose it to, if they just play well, you know. Yeah. Like the yeah. Abbey looks fucking unbelievable. I think three two. Please no. <laughs> you can do without it. <laughs> I, I am going to be. Oh, sorry, who's your goal scorer as well? Sorry, you can't have uh, Shabazz. I. Is that who I went with? Yeah. My God. Um. I'll go with Jota. Jota the Wait, is it just that you can't use the same 
Yeah, you can't have, you can't have two the weeks same. in a row. To... Yeah, yeah, you can't have the same as the one he chose. You can just week. be a dickhead and say Salah Darwin, Salah Darwin every <laughs> yeah, week. You could. I can't say Salah. We'll we'll, we'll bully that behaviour out of anyone who tries it though. Like I'm I'm all for people going. Remember RCB was like the meta pick when when we were doing it a couple of seasons ago. It's like whoever's playing right centre back is going to score. So Shane's actually winning the prediction league now because of his average. Wait, hang on. Uh, how, how is my, that per, my per 90 score. I, I win the per 90 trophy. He's, he's I've got two... 10 points per week. You're seven. Oh, I've just got two back to back straight. Two back to back straight. It's because you said we'd beat Chelsea and I didn't. Yeah, because I don't have like a minimum of like five like selections before the head to head comes in, if you know what I mean. No. Because if Shane never predicts again, we can't win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll just make sure we Undefeated. Undisputed. <laughs> Shane, what did you think the Chelsea score was going to be? <laughs> Do it now. 1-1-2. 2 0 What's VAR? Uh, um, I'm going to book the trend and say that Liverpool are going to keep their, first, keep their first clean sheet in a 2 0 win. Um, oh, go on, Josh. Love a bit of that. I am going to go with... Uh, Alexander-Arnold. Oh. Free kick. Can I add another prediction in mine as well? What's that? That Josh and Dave will ask for the managers to be sacked. Probably around <laughs> 30 minutes in. Oh, I'm saying we're going to win 2-0. Yeah, we're talking about like, Emery. I... The swap with Emery. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the swap with Emery. I... I can't see a world in which I'm complaining. I'm going for a 2 0 win. Manchi Emery double swoop. <laughs> now, now, well. I, I'm going to be relying on you lads for updates now because I'll be in fucking Morocco of all places. Um, apparently, there's like a, an acid seizure gig out there for Hakimi's mother. Like, apparently, he put all the, the money in his trust uh, in her name. So, yeah, we're going out there to seize that. That's what I'll be doing. It'll also be a little holiday, but uh, yeah, shout out to anyone who gets that reference. But yeah, I, I may well end up being very reliant on the WhatsApp if indeed I have any signal at all. So, um, I might have left the Yeah, I look, I'll, I'll, I'll be catching your pod. I'll, the pod is probably going to be, it could well be the only fucking uh, any, any highlights I, I get out of it. So, yeah, good, good to be back, and I will see you in at least a couple of weeks. Well, that's, I think that's a perfect time to end it's uh been emotional there we go that's good um as as always leave your five star reviews and share the tweet share the tweet share the tweet yeah, share that's the tweet. what i want sam mcguire share the tweet and don't leave sam mcguire and don't sam mcguire won't share the tweet he used to be an avid listener in the uk well so good um do you think i fucked him off by subscribing to his patreon and then subscribing <laughs> <laughs> the, the in-depth read of his one piece a week I, I used to just plagiarise his stuff on the podcast it was great <laughs> I, I just read it out word for word like get around the paywall for all our 12 listeners amazing we get more than 12 listens thank you Big no of... but Sam only had 12 tw- Sam only had 12 subscribers so oh oh <laughs> well he doesn't listen so he can say what we like um <clears throat> yeah. yeah thank you all for listening uh yeah it has been emotional Liverpool win and hopefully um, when we speak to you next time, it'll be another one and the Reds will be top of the league. <laughs>